Are you ready for the Word of God? You know, every day, there are basically two things that we read. Um, we read the Bible. Um, if you are doing the 40 days prayer, you probably read the devotional as well. But at the same time, we also go through the world news. What is happening in the world? We go through what is happening in Afghanistan, what is happening in Malaysia, the number of cases. Always read news from WhatsApp, Telegram. Our friend, Mr. So-and-so, our family members, our relatives, some of them suffer from COVID. Some of them suffer uh, with depression, suffer because of the lockdown financially and all sorts of different challenges. How do you feel? Friends and family, brothers and sisters, I wonder how do you cope with all this information? Any one of you here actually have questions for God? I wonder any one of us here, you are actually asking God, God, where are you? Where are you in this world that we live in? I don't know anyone of us here, you know, some of us may be told, just keep the faith, you know, keep the positive spirit, you know, just keep thinking about the good things. Maybe you were told that way as well. But today, how can we reconcile with all the things that are happening around us? And I believe that today, the Word of God has the answer. I believe that God does not need us to deny our feelings and what we see, but God's Word has given us hope. And God's Word will give us a direction on how we can navigate through this. And I believe that today, as we read the Word of God, something good is going to happen God will give us understanding. If you have your Bible with you, could you turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 13, chapter 1, verse 13. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. And we're going to take our time to read from 13 to verse 13 to 19. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober. Set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at His coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you live in ignorance. But as, just as He who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. Since you call on a Father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. 1 Peter was written, obviously, by Peter. 
this letter, this book was written to non-Jewish Christians in the Roman Empire. And those days, the believers were going through a harsh time. They were going through persecution, um, harassment. But here, Peter wrote to encourage them. He knew that they were scattered. They were facing difficult times, probably just or even worse, that just as we are, or worse than how, what we are going through today. And here, Peter encouraged them, said, do not conform to the evil desires, because God judges each one's work impartially. And here, he encouraged us to live our time here on earth as foreigners as a pilgrim, as someone who does not really belong to this place. Because one day, we'll all discover, one day we'll come to the full revelation of Jesus Christ, and that is our ultimate reward. And today, we are not receiving an empty hope, but we receive Jesus Christ a lamb that is without blemish or defect. All of us here, I think it is so important for us because to, to know that our life here on earth, our hope is not in the disappearance of the virus. That our hope is not like, I can't wait, right, in two years' time, in one year's time, we we'll all go back to normal. Yes, we can hope that. But I believe that our hope is not from this temporal world, but eternal promise of the kingdom of Jesus. Our hope lies in Jesus Christ. If our hope, is, if our hope comes from this temporal world, then Christians who have passed on because of COVID, will not experience the hope that we talk about. But the hope that we have is not in this temporal world. How long we live does not determine the in eternal hope and joy that we have in Jesus Christ. Even this morning itself, in our leaders' group, we discovered one of our members, colleague, has passed away. Yesterday, I look at the news. There's this uncle. I think they call him Uncle Kentang. He drives his own ambulance to save people around Klang Valley. He said every day, he just helped people. People call him, hundreds of people, telling him the issues. And he was weeping. He was weeping. He was saying that these people didn't have to die. When he was at the mortuary, he looked at every life, every, every dead body. He said, these people don't have to die. They are not supposed to die. Why are they here? And his heart is breaking, but at the same time, that drives him to keep on serving. Friends, today, our hope is not in this temporal world. Let us not be distracted. Let us not be distracted by the suffering that we have, but we understand something that we have 
an eternal kingdom that is coming. Amen. First Peter chapter 1, okay, the same chapter. Let's go to verse 23. Here it says, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. Our lives here on earth may be perishable, but the spiritual life, our eternal life within, is not because it comes from the living and enduring Word of God. Verse 24, For all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field, the grass withers, and the flowers fall. But the Word of the Lord endures forever, and this is the Word that was preached to you. I think we can all find hope in Jesus Christ because we know that this life that we have in Him is eternal. Grass, flowers will wither, they will fall. But our life in Him is eternal. And it is beautiful. It endures forever. Let's go to chapter 2, continue. Verse 1. Therefore, so after we have read all the Bible verses, the scripture that we read just now, chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Peter was encouraging the believers, saying, yes, you are going through suffering, you are going through persecution. Yes, it's tough. You fix your eyes not on the things that will pass away, but on the living word that is eternal. And he says, therefore, rid yourselves of all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander. Get rid of all this evil. I believe that in this season, God has a word for His church. That with, as we fix our eyes on the eternal, as we begin to realize all the temporal hope that we used to hold on to are not dependable anymore. That we begin to fix our eyes on Jesus, he, our eternal hope. Then, we should get rid of all this evil. I think as believers, it is a time for us to be purified and sanctified. And it says that as newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Meaning it is one thing to receive salvation but only with the word, the spiritual milk that we may grow up in that salvation. Now that you have tasted, the Lord is good. Now I want to focus, this is a highlight of what we are going to talk about today. Verse 4, as you come to Him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to Him, you also like living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. The Bible says that we are all stones. 
living stones that come together, that form the altar, that form the spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. I know that all of us will not deny we are believers. We are children of God. Amen? How many, how many children of God we have over here? Right? We have. Amen. And some of us will even say we are disciples of Jesus, which is great. But the Bible also says here that we are a spiritual house. We are to be a holy priesthood. Remember this, the verse that we read just now? God is holy. That's why He will make us holy. And we are a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Friends, young and old, male and female, all of us here, Jesus has a great calling for us. He has given us His salvation. He has given us sonship. We are no longer slaves but we are, not, are no longer slaves to sin. Today we are free in Jesus Christ. But at the same time, God is also calling us to a holy priesthood. God is also calling us to be living stones. Okay, chapter 2, verse 9. Okay, let me continue. Let's read. But you are a chosen people. You see, those days, these disciples, they were all scattered they were all in different cities. Um, in most of them, right, in uh, today's Turkey, you know, the, the country, in different cities. But Peter was telling them, you are a chosen people. But I was saying that a lot of times we see ourselves as children of God, as Christians. We see ourselves as um, disciples of Jesus Christ. But First Peter chapter two verse nine, verse two chapter two verse nine fifteen it says, "But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy." You know, Peter was affirming their calling that you are not just saved, but you have been redeemed, you have been chosen, and you have a special calling. You have a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation, God's special possession. It's not just God's possession, but you are special in the sight of God that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And you know what, friends? This idea did not, Peter did not come up with this new idea. It is not something that Peter suddenly just received because this can actually point us back all the way to Old Testament, the calling which God has called the nation of Israel into. A lot of times when we look at the royal priesthood, right? We think about the Levites, right? The book of Leviticus talks about, you know, how the Levites should be the priests, right? 
But if you go to the book of Exodus, it is almost the same thing that God has called the children of Israel into. Let's go to the book of Exodus, chapter 19, verse 3 to 6. Exodus chapter 19, verse 3 to 6. Here, then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob, and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then all of, of, out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Amen? Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. Friends, can you see that? The words that Peter spoke to the believers actually was the same word that God asked Moses to speak to the nation of Israel. That they are to be a kingdom of priests. Friends, this calling is not just for pastors, not just for church leaders, but the nation of Israel and the children of God. All of us, God has given us this special calling that you and I are supposed to be God's royal priests, ministering to declare the praises of Him who has called us out of darkness. This world that we live in today is in utter darkness. There is hopelessness and there is no future in the sight of man. But God has called you and I to declare His goodness, the praises of Him, because He has given us this calling. You know, as we look, look at the Old, when we go back to the Old Testament, we begin to realize that the praise are a group of people that is set apart. They are separated. Firstly, the nation of Israel was separated from the rest of the world. Then, God says, every firstborn belongs to Him, am I right? And if you look at um, Numbers, right, the book of Numbers, chapter 3, verse 40 to 51, we learn that how every firstborn, right, is redeemed, right, is redeemed by offering the tribe of Levites. That means, right, every person to a person and now these people are redeemed. So every firstborn initially belongs to God. But the Le Levites, they are now chosen as God's priests to serve in His house. And because of that, right, the nation of Israel is redeemed as God's possession. Friends, we learn a few things over here. Number one, we learn that the priests are to mediate God's redemption for His people. And the Levites, they play such an important role after the Mount Sinai experience 
And as the children of Israel failed and fell into sin, God began to call the Levites to, be, to serve in his house and did this Aaron's family. And they are to serve in the house of God. Today, you and I, if we are to be God's royal priests, all of us have to learn how to serve in the house of God at His altar. Amen. I want to encourage all of us as a priest, a person who carries such a responsibility, we are not to be numb, to live in our own world and to be numb of the situation around us, the pain, the suffering. Oh God, I just don't want to see them. I see no evil. I hear no evil. I don't feel much. You know, I just look at my, myself. I survive. I'm fine. That is not the heart of a priest, right? A priest brings the needs of the people before God. That is why you and I, we are praying for the world. We are praying for Malaysia. We are praying for those who are suffering. Let's learn how to bring all these needs before God, to serve in His house, to pray. The priest is also supposed to guard and to tend the house of God. They are supposed to work and minister in the presence of God for God's people. That means, friends, today, you and I are called, are called to minister in the presence of God, to minister to one another, to guard and to tend, because we are living stones who are used by God to form this holy temple and we mediate God's redemption. We mediate God's presence. So you, when you see the tribe of Levites, they are to bring the children of Israel into the presence of God. They are to serve, to bring the children of Israel to a place where God is the center of their nation. God is the center of everything that they do. It doesn't matter which life group you are from. It doesn't matter whether you, whether you are youth, whether you are a 10-year-old believer, 10-years-old believer, or you are just new in Christ. Our job, and God has given us this special calling, it is to be His holy temple. It is to serve in His house. It is to mediate His redemption and His presence. Right? That, that is... To, to know God's heart for the people and we be that messenger. We be that intercessor. That is the job of a priest. So, a priest mediates, a priest intercedes for the people. That is why I believe you and I play such an important role that we should intercede for our company our workplaces, our colleagues, our family members. We are the priests that God has chosen to stand in that gap, to pray for them. And we, the, the priests are also supposed to teach the people the law of God. The, so you and I are supposed to learn the word and to pass it on. 
Alright, let's break that mentality. I'm just here to receive. I'm just here to learn. No. Peter is telling the believers here, all of us have this special calling. We are chosen to be a royal priesthood, to be a holy nation. Whenever you think about the tribe of Levites, you remember God always says, set them apart. Be holy. Be holy because I am holy. That is why you and I today, God, we cannot be holy ourselves. God wants to make us holy. His Spirit is called the Holy Spirit. So as we begin to understand that is the heart of God, it's not hard to see. Actually, all the men and women of God throughout the Bible kind of function this way. Abraham, right? Though during his days, there is no such thing as the tabernacle. There is, he is also not from the tribe of uh, Levites. He is not. He's not, from, uh, he's not from the Levi tribe. But remember, when God wanted to destroy the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, he was interceding for the people. Not just Abraham, Moses too. All right? Moses, he was also interceding for his people. We see Abraham, we see Moses. We see Apostle Paul, all the people of God kind of play that role to bring God's message. In fact, as I begin to read the book of prophets in the Old Testament, I realize that all of them have been called to bring the message, to be that voice of God to their generation. How about us today? What does God want to speak to our generation? Has God been silent? Or are we hearing? Are we hearing Him? Do we desire that spiritual milk, that Word of God that, is, that endures forever? Do we speak up? We have so many friends in our Facebook friends list, our contact list, our WhatsApp. We have so many people, they are far away from God. As you look at the Old Testament, I begin to realize the fall of a nation, the fall of Israel, a lot of times happened because the priests did not function. Either they, give, they gave false prophecies, they gave false hope. They told them it's, it's going to be okay, alright? You know, a lot of times, Christians, we always bring good news. Like some people, especially whether believers or non-believers, especially believers, some of them have already done things that are obviously so wrong, but we give them false hope. It's okay, it's okay, God will bless you. Are you following me? Of course, we are not supposed to be judgmental. We are not supposed to give judgment where God did not, right? God is still calling people to return to Him. But let's not bring false message, false prophecies when people are not living right. People have turned cold, sinned, and yet we don't tell them the message and we don't 
minister the grace of God to them. Friends, can we be the voice of God to our generation? Can we build our faith based on the word of God? His word is our foundation. God is our foundation. And that is our calling. We are chosen, although we are exiled right now, we feel like we do not know when this is ending. But remember our calling. Remember our calling. We are royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are a special possession of God. We are the immediate people, those people who are far away from God. Can we ask God to use us to bring them nearer to God? Can we pray for them, intercede for them? Can we teach them with the word of God? Can we guard the house of God? So many people in this time, right, it's, I think church has changed almost like forever in terms of the form we gather. But if each one of us here today, they are watching online, whether Facebook or on Zoom or YouTube, if each one of us pray for our neighbor, each one of us reach out to somebody that's far away from God, each one of us today to say, God, would you use me to be like a priest that bring people back to your purpose, to back to your redemption? All of us here, we have such a beautiful calling. That's why verse 11 it says, Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day He visits us. We should always look forward to the day that Jesus comes back again. We submit ourselves to the Lord. Submit to ourselves, to even human authority as a good testimony but we should all look forward to the day where Jesus comes back for us again. And I think, I believe, the day is nearer than ever before. We do not know when. But I just feel and I just believe we should get ready and live every day as a gift from God to number our days. The book, I, want to, I would like to end the book of Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. It says here, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by spirit, by the spirit, should restore that person gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. It hurts my heart. And I, I, I would like to share, past one, two weeks, there are days that I just feel really bad because of the situation around us I, I don't know I run out of words to pray and, and I look at the situation and say God when is this going to end it's so tough not because of us but we see the people dying every day not having the opportunity to know you I don't feel pity for ourselves I feel sorry I say God we are in this lockdown, we are all at home. But God, I'm not 
sharing your word enough. I'm not loving the people out there enough. That's why city leaders, we need to remember we are royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. All of us here, God is not asking us to numb ourselves, you know. Ah, I don't see all these things that's happening. You see, every time Moses, he brought the needs of the children of Israel before God. Paul did the same. The apostles, the prophets. When I read the book of Isaiah, when I read the book of Jeremiah, it's very little good news. Right? Their conversation with God is just so raw. Complaints before God. But yet God recorded all this in His Word. Can we bring all this pain that we see in the world today before God and say, God, I do not want to forget your promise. Lord, do not forget these people. You know how separated we are in with our friends we have so many friends on facebook our family members we always think yeah i just wait for the opportunity to share the gospel do you know we are only covid away sometimes we think i, I can share my gospel share gospel with my grandma maybe after the lockdown maybe you do not know someone can just receive news that they are tested positive, COVID positive, the next thing you know, they are in the hospital, the next thing you know, they are in ICU, and there is no way that we can reach them and even share the gospel with them. And I want to repent before God and say, God, I wasted so many opportunities. And I think, or I'm being a good citizen by being at home, that there are just so many people out there who still have not heard about Jesus Christ and His love for them. Church, can we today reach out? Can we ask God today and say, Jesus, only you can save. I pray for my loved ones, for my neighbours, family members, colleagues, friends to know you, God. I pray for my life group members that you know they have, they have fallen away. You know they are, they are far from God. Would you go and restore them? Would you reach out to them gently? Would you ask God and say, God, use me, God, to mediate your presence I pray that all of us will have the heart like Moses, to have the heart like Abraham, like Paul, where we just long to see God's people redeemed. We long to see people coming back to God. Shall we close our eyes? Let's come to God. Jesus, 
said to you? First Peter chapter two. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Yes. Just like how God has chosen Israel to be that light to nations, God has chosen us today to be the light unto the world today. To be people that will serve at the altar day and night, bringing our prayers. God, save, save our nation, save the nations of the world. Our family members, our neighbors. Would you just ask God to show you names, people? Start with one, two, three names. How many of us here this morning? You are willing to say, God. Use me, God. That you will make yourself available and say, God, would you help me to realize that God, you have called me to a royal priesthood. That God, all authority has been given to you. Therefore, you send me out, God. Lord, would you use me, God, to bring people. To the knowledge of Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, God, anoint us, makes us holy one again, God, once again. Can we come before God at the altar, lay down our lives once again, and say, God, I'm your special possession. You owe my life, God. You are my Lord. Can we just give the ownership of our life to God? Just imagine yourself as a priest, totally dedicated and devoted to God. His house, his family, his purpose. Say, God, I belong to you, God. I'm a holy nation. I'm your special possession, God. Have my life. Can we just give God our lives once again? Just dedicate our lives to Him.